Anyway, let's go back to uh, underground power lines. So there's a lot of letters in the, in the major newspapers today just questioning, and, and it's a good question, why haven't the major transmission lines been put underground? In, in the wake of Black Saturday back in early 2009, that was one of the major recommendations of the Bushfire Royal Commission. Both sides of politics back then said they would follow all those recommendations. I suspect money is part of the issue. Our next guest is Energy Specialist at St Vincent de Paul, Gavin Dufty. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Well, it just seems to me if we'd, if we'd done what the Bushfire Royal Commission suggested back in, uh, in, in the wake of 2009, Black Saturday, and, and put all the major transmission lines underground, so particularly in, in rural areas, uh, we probably wouldn't have had most of the power blackouts on, on Tuesday. Uh, we probably wouldn't have. Don't, don't know whether we'd be able to put them all underground in time. But the regulatory framework actually acts as a bit of a barrier for that to happen. So the reason why we've got power lines that look like they do is because of the regulatory framework. Really? So the Royal Commission says stick them underground, but the regulations say, no, keep them on, on big metal towers above well, the ground? Well, it doesn't say exactly like that. So the regulatory framework works a bit like this. It, it's built around prudent and efficient so are what the proponents proposing, is it prudent? Is it fit for what it's needed? And is it efficient? Are the costs sufficient? Now, within that, they also take this thing called the VCR, value of customer reliability, into it. Unfortunately, in that, um, that number that they include in it, it, they don't ask people in the middle of a, a windstorm or a cyclone, how much do you value your reliability, uh. which is a very different value than you put if, than if it goes off at one a.m. in the morning and you're all in bed and you wake up to a flashing light clock or whatever. So you put all that into the big regulatory machine and it spits out a number and, and ultimately a transmission design. I'm, I'm keeping this pretty simple. However, that's not to say that the state or federal governments can't come in and top up the bucket and we can get some undergrounding. So the regulatory framework is to make sure, because they're regulated monopolies, that consumers, you and me and everybody else, don't get ripped off by the monopolies. Sure. But if there's a particular design that we want for other public policy reasons, like um, in the middle of a special event, we want them underground, the government can make the difference. One final thing I'll add is, I was having chats about this the other day, it would appear it's been suggested to me that the transmission design in Australia... They're designed for winds that blow really strong in one way, not circular winds. Now, in New Zealand, they design the transmission towers for circular winds, like mini cyclones, so they spin around. The ones in Australia aren't necessarily designed for spinning winds, my words, and, and that might be a design fault. Because, uh, of course, what we experienced on Tuesday was an incredibly strong northerly, then followed by an equally strong southwesterly, and, and in that half hour or so where one front became the other front, it all sort of turned around. Yeah, and that might explain. So if you look at the towers, look, I'm not an engineer or anything, but you look at the towers, it looks like somebody's twisted them and they've gone... Yeah, well, that's interesting. So, so well, what yeah. about the cost aspect? Though? I mean, is it the case that putting all the major lines underground, would that cost yeah. a lot more money and add to people's power bills? Yeah, I certainly would. It would add a lot more. It would add a lot more to the big customers as well. So... Um, the way the costs are allocated, it's called through this thing called CHUOS, Transmission Use of System Charges. So the more you use transmission, and the big customers do because they're bolted straight onto it, they get to pay more for it. So it has this ripple effect, not only on household bills, 
bills, but also business bills, bills and all that sort of thing. So yeah. that's that's why they sort of say, look, let's if they're monopolies after all, let's keep it prudent and efficient. But if there's public policy, public good, and you could argue climate change and impacts of that is a public good, governments can make up the difference and say, well, we'll have them underground. All right. Thank you, Gavin. Gavin Dufty there, energy specialist at St Vincent de Paul. Look,